0: Welcome to Behind the Warrior, a podcast presented by the EOD Warrior Foundation. This series will focus on resources, interviews, and topics impacting EOD warriors, their families, and the military community at large.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Maria Shabla, and welcome to Behind the Warrior podcast. Today, I have the great pleasure of speaking with Alexandra Bradley, informatics consultant, and Jason Youngblood, director of behavioral strategy with Cigna. Welcome, Alexandra and Jason, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. So let's just start from the beginning. Can you each tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection to the military and/or the EOD community?
0: Um, hi, this is Alexandra Bradley, and I'm a lifetime member of the military community. I was <laughs> I was born into a navy family. My dad was in the navy for almost thirty years, and then my husband is um, an EOD tech for the army and um, served about twenty nine years himself. So, really, you know, the military community is my people, um, and I do feel um, very close affinity with the military, and try to remember. Um, the the challenges and the opportunities that I saw growing up and and you know within my adult life as I go through my my daily life.
1: Well, that's wonderful, and thank you. And what about you, Jason?
2: Hey there, Maria. Like Alexandra, I also grew up in a family that was very closely connected to the military. My father was in the army and has recently just retired um, after forty years from the Army National Guard. And um, myself, I'm a licensed professional counselor, and prior to coming to Cigna, I worked as a counselor in many settings, in hospitals and clinics and substance use treatment, um, but I work at Cigna now, and I don't see individuals for treatment. I work with companies, and I help companies navigate challenges related to behavioral health and well-being amongst their employee population.
1: Wow, uh, that's really interesting. So glad to have both of you here to talk to us today. Um, and Alexandra, the veteran support line is something that is very near and dear to your heart. Um, can you tell us the story of how this all got started and what exactly is the veteran support line?
0: Um, sure. So the veteran support line does start with what it is and then how we got to what it is. Um, it's available It's targeted at veterans and military community members um, to fill that gap for um, mental health care, behavioral health care, and then work life, so um, it's not just a crisis line. We can, you know, you can call us for, you know, depression or anxiety or stress. Um, You can also call us for the work life benefits that are, you know, we're getting ready to PCS. I have to find a new daycare for my kid. Um, or I need to rewrite my will, or I need some financial advice. Uh, so it really is all encompassing and within you know, a civilian company, what you would hear this called is an employee assistance program. Um, and we're really fortunate that Cigna has committed to this and offers the same employee assistance program that Jason and I have as employees to the military community. Um, and it's free for anybody. Um, but how it came about was a little over a decade ago, our CEO, David Cordini, saw on 60 Minutes, a special about homelessness within the veteran population. And he's like, we need to fix this. He took it very personally that um, veterans were homeless. And he came to our employee resource group, uh, which is called Salute, and said, we need ideas. Um, so early ideas were, you know, let's build a house, let's work with Habitat, you know, kind of these local efforts. And I was talking through it with my husband, Leo, and he was like, what are you guys doing? He's like, mm-hmm. you're going to go be manual labor in the way on a job site mm-hmm. to fix veteran homelessness when you have one of the best employee assistance programs in the world. You wow. regularly win awards for this. He's like, why don't you do what you do?
1: Best, so yeah.
0: That was kind of a light bulb moment. And I was like, okay. So I called Jason and said, Jason. What do you think? Can we do this? And, you know, it took many years, several years of us poking a body for it to really come to fruition. Um, And like I said before, as a result, we now offer the same EAP services that we have as same employees to the military community. We don't ask questions. Just call us. We are happy to help you. We will trust that you are a member of the military community. And it's completely at no cost. Um, and we're here all the time. Um, I mean, you call us at 2 o'clock in the morning on Christmas and a person will answer the phone. Um, you don't get sent through, like, the voicemail menus or the auto prompts. Um, because we know if you're calling us, you really need help right now. And, we, you know, that's just going to not help the situation going through that maze.
1: I, I just want to point out, too, you know, to clarify who can use this line. Because... It really was amazing to me that, no, you don't have to have Cigna. You can have TRICARE. You can have Blue Cross Blue Shield. Anyone in the military community can call this veterans line, correct?
0: Yes. Okay. We just want you to call.
1: And there's no criteria or limitations?
0: Um, the only limitations are that per reason that you would call for counseling, say stress or trauma, that you have five visits with the behaviorist at no cost. And then if you were to continue, there there would be a cost to you as a patient. Um and then we can't talk to you about employment law because it's against the law for EAPs to offer that.
1: Okay. Fair enough. So let let's talk about that just a little bit more about the visits with a behavioralist. What what does that exactly mean? Would would someone call and you know maybe they're experiencing depression and they can actually talk to a counselor? Is that that what you mean by
2: that? I'll take that. Yeah, they you know on the line we do have clinicians available twenty four seven. So mm-hmm. even if it's just speaking to someone in the moment, mm-hmm. um, we absolutely can support those conversations just to help people navigate. And then we do have clinicians that work with our company, and you can see those individuals through you know, this program or through a typical EAP program. And people are doing those sessions virtually now, mm-hmm. as well as face-to-face, starting to get back to some face-to-face. But you do have, you know, through typical, what we call, employee assistance programs, and this line is a, a type of employee assistance program, but you do have access to those clinicians.
1: Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. So, yeah, I just, I think that this is a beautiful story. I, I love that it started with you guys trying to maybe build a house for homeless veterans and, and to see what, Amazing um resource you guys developed from that. so that's such a great story. One question I think our our listeners might have is who is at the other end of that call and And what type of training do they have?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So as Alexandra mentioned, they're people,' they're live human being. <laughs> and like Alexandra and I, they may have grown up in military families. They may have been in the military themselves, and they're working here doing this kind of work today if they haven't had exposure uh, to military and to kind of some of the nuances and the needs, we do provide what we call cultural trainings and trainings on words to listen for and ways to approach subjects and, you know, phrases to say and things to stay away from mm-hmm. just to help facilitate a better dialogue uh, to make people a little bit more comfortable. But all of the folks who are working to support this line have either a bachelor's degree in in a behavioral health field, and some even have a master's degree.
1: So Jason, also, can you tell our listeners um, how mental health and physical health are connected?
2: Yeah, they are intricately connected. They are so connected you can't separate them out. And so what happens in the mind impacts the body and what you do with your body and what you put into your body impacts your functioning of your mind. And so one of the things I think is really significant. Um, there's research out there that shows that people who have both medical issues and 63% of us do have some sort of ongoing medical issue and mental health or behavioral health issues. We use those words interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Who don't get care for their behavioral health issues, they actually don't live as long. So it's become very clear to us that in order to in order to improve the overall well being of an individual improve the quality of their life their ability to function um, and contribute we really need to take care of their mind as much as we take care of their body
1: this is such an important conversation um, because you know having my background as a nurse i i've seen over and over and over the years that mental health is really just ignored in our current healthcare model and i think it's amazing that that we're finally realizing how intricately like you said it's connected. So that's just really encouraging for me to hear you talk about that and to know that there's there's organizations that that are realizing that, appreciating the connection and and normalizing mental health. So that is that is really amazing. Another thing is the the world has changed drastically with the COVID pandemic and a lot of businesses have shifted to virtual. What positive changes have you guys seen uh, with this at Cigna?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think if there's a silver lining to COVID, it is one of them, is that it really has put the spotlight on the importance of attending to behavioral health. Uh, More people under stress, uh, the stress of stay-at-home orders and all of the things, financial stress. You know, we did see more behavioral health, mental health issues bubbling up. And we saw more people than ever reaching out for care and support. And so with the world being shut down and not really being able to do much face-to-face, mm-hmm. what we saw is a shift from face-to-face care for mental health issues to the advent of virtual behavioral health care. And so using Skype or Zoom uh, in order to do a therapy session versus needing to go face-to-face. And the vast majority of um, sessions today that are being done that we're seeing at Cigna are done in that virtual healthcare model. And it's really exciting because that's one of the reasons that many people didn't get care before is because getting into an office was too much. It was too much work or they didn't have the time to do it. Mm -hmm. And so it's now easier and more accessible for a lot more people. And um, that is, I think, a nice step forward.
1: And that's a really great point too, because you know, a lot of people that are suffering from uh, depression or anxiety, sometimes it's hard just to get out of the house. So to be able to call someone or do a Zoom rather than go and sit in the waiting lobby, waiting room for like an hour and, and having that appointment, you know, we can do it virtually. And I think that's really um, a great silver lining, as you put it. Um, Alexandra, did you have anything to add to that or have any thoughts on on the virtual?
0: Um, I think it's been a leap forward, Um, and one of the things that I see when I look at the data for my clients is an increase in consistency. So prior to the pandemic, it was really hard, as Jason said, to get into the office. I mean, it was like an afternoon. It was an event, and now it's an hour, and you can do it from anywhere, Um, and I think that that consistency is going to pay off. As you know, we have better resolution of mental health and behavioral health challenges and we have fewer incidences of more clinical problems um, that would result like, you know, substance abuse or something of that nature.
1: We're seeing a growing awareness of the importance of mental health. And that really is the conversation that we're having today. And it's very encouraging. But I think we're all aware of the stigma that's kept so many military service members from reaching out for help in the past. Can you give us your perspective on that?
2: Absolutely. Stigma is a real thing. It's that thing that keeps people from stepping forward and getting the care support that they need. And today, while we've come so far regarding the acceptance of needing to care for your, your mental health, or as Alexander likes to say, like getting your checkup from the neck up. Um, <laughs> the truth is today that only 40% of people with mental illness or behavioral health issues ever will get access to care. And that is staggering. If you think about what if only 40% of people that you might've treated as a nurse for medical condition actually ever came in for care, 40% of diabetics, the results would have been catastrophic. And so I think with COVID and with the focus and with awareness, that has helped to lower the stigma. And the early signs point to more people are accessing care than ever before, which is great.
1: Just to share some of my perspective when I was a nurse, you know, it was amazing to me talking to some of the patients that would come in um, for different, you know, symptoms and complaints that they were having or experiencing Uh, Related to their body, but you know, it it almost always was that they had been through some type of crisis, and you know, maybe they had a car accident a year ago, and now they have X, Y, and Z that's being treated medically. And so, yeah, mental health is so important, and I know it it does, in my mind, definitely affect the body and our overall health. So, so yeah, this is, this is, like I said, a really important conversation to have, Mm -hmm. and Alexandra. Speaking of mental health, you had made a comment which I found extremely profound, and that is suicide isn't a disease, it's an outcome. Can you tell our listeners uh, what that means to you?
0: Um, sure. And this is a thought that has come to me over many years, particularly since I've been more engaged with the EOD community. Um, as we know, the O.D. community has a very profound um, risk of suicide and the community is treating this like the crisis it is. Um, But I don't, I think that suicide is something that comes at the end. So you have the stress, the anxiety, you develop depression, you start self-medicating and you're on this slippery slope and you don't know how to get off Um, and you don't know how to reach out and get help or get care. And, you know, it's kind of like you're trying to guide yourself through the dark, whereas if you had somebody's hand to hold, and that's where behavioral health comes in, you could, you know, find your way out of the dark. And, you know, so I think that if we can get to these smaller things, it doesn't snowball into a bigger thing. And when I think about it from the health, from like a medical perspective, it's like, If someone injured their knee, they wouldn't avoid going to get care and getting their ACL fixed. But if they did, then, you know, long-term you're looking at, do they need a knee replacement or any of these other things that are more serious? And we would never question avoiding getting care for our knee. So I think that the more that we recognize this in ourselves, that we're under stress, we have anxiety. I mean, the world is complicated right now. It gets more complicated daily um, or that we can see it in our friends or our loved ones and say, "Hey, I think, I think you should get care." Um, and here's a number. Call the number. Do you want me to call with you? That we can have a, an impact on this and have um, more positive outcomes as a result.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Jason, I think you had an analogy of a car. And can you tell, mm-hmm. our, tell our listeners that analogy? I think it kind of ties right yeah. into that.
2: Yeah, as Alexandra said, you know, if you hurt your knee, you're likely to go get that taken care of. And it's just like if if your tire is a little bit low on air, probably going to pay attention to that and go get it filled up. Or if you hear your car making a noise, you might stop by your shop or call a mechanic and get it addressed. The time to deal with that is not when you're broken down on the highway, exactly, uh, because it's it becomes much a bigger issue and a much more traumatic issue uh, to take care of if you're broken down or have a flat tire on the the highway. And we're hoping that this line um, is a resource that could be available. And there's so many resources out there, but this is one of them that if you notice that quote, that that noise or you're feeling that your tire's a little low, that you have a place to call. And maybe it's not you. Maybe you're the spouse of a military member. Maybe you're the, the parent and you're concerned and you don't know where to turn. Uh, you can call, and, and we're here to help however we can.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Well, this is really a, really an inspiring conversation, and nothing paints a, a picture as well as a story. So um, can you share some success stories and ways that you've seen the veteran support line make a difference?
0: I did speak with someone last summer, uh, a service member that was getting ready to separate, and he was really struggling and he had had incidents of substance abuse and had had disciplinary action taken against him. And he was just lost. He's like, I'm getting out and I don't know what to do next. And, um, I spoke with him about the line and he actually went out to his car and called from his car. Right. And came back in and he was like, now I have a partner. Cause he was so nervous about it. his, family and what to do Um, and then the other place I've seen some success is when we talk to the unit chaplains and they're always looking for a tool I mean because the unit chaplain is spread you know pretty thin a lot of the times and so having backup and having a tool um, they have been great proponents of this line for us and they like look you know it's one stop shop and um, it does take the stigma out versus going through you know TRICARES or you know having this for your medical care, um, because it's, you know, it's just what it is and it's anonymous and, um, we're not, you know, publishing anything cause EAP is always anonymous. Um, so I think that, that kind of relief, like you see people, it looks like the weight is coming off of their shoulders, um, is really, I mean, to me, if we help one person, you know, we're, we've done our job, Jason, I don't know if you've had some other feedback from the folks on the line.
2: You know, we, we handle calls from just support on getting resources, uh, finding local resources in the community. And sometimes we do get people who call and end up being in a crisis. And, you know, I think the, the benefit of being 24-7, 365 is that we really can support folks. If If they end up with this number and they call, we're here, we're going to answer the phone, we're going to get them connected. And we do this work, you know. All day, every day. And so just really happy to be able to provide support for this community.
1: Wow. Yeah. And, you know, just knowing that there's this line and on the other end of it is someone who genuinely cares. They care about you and your family and they're there to help with anything that you might need, Um, not just mental health. I mean, that's really fantastic. I want to thank you both so much for all that you're doing to support our community. Do you have any final thoughts to share with our listeners on the mission of Cigna's veteran support line?
0: I I think we just want to be here. We want to be a reliable resource for the community and please just call.
1: (laughs) That's, that's amazing. (laughs) I love that. Okay, great. So let's have a little bit of fun now. So we're going to ask some of your favorite things and we're going to start with you, Alexandra. Um, Mm -hmm. What is your favorite movie? Casablanca. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, What is your favorite type of
0: food? Um, I like almost everything, but I really love Middle Eastern and Indian food.
1: Wow, wow, that is different. I've never actually even eaten Indian food, but I heard it's good. Um, What's your favorite genre of music?
0: Um, Anything but, like... Death metal. (laughs) I hear it, and it makes me think of Harry Potter and the Dementors. Everything else I can deal with.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, well, thank you. And Jason, what is your favorite book?
2: Gosh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with uh, my current favorite book, which is called Your Erroneous Zones, not Erogenous Zones. That's in a different (laughs) part of the bookstore. Your Erroneous (laughs) Zones. And it's by Dr. Wayne Dyer, and um, it's been one of the most helpful books for me to recommend to clients and helped me change my own way of looking at the world.
1: Oh, wow. Um, We'll have to share that link with this podcast. Um, what is your favorite topping on a pizza?
2: Chicken, because you need the protein.
1: Oh, chicken. Okay. That's different. And what is your favorite song?
2: Of course, my favorite song is "Young Blood" by Five Seconds of Summer. Oh, my
1: goodness. You know what's sad? I don't even know that song.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> go go listen to it now.
1: <laughs> Is it good?
2: <laughs> well, it has my name in it, so oh, it's my gosh. family favorite. So it's our it's our family theme song. So wait, everybody wait. in the family knows it.
1: Oh, how funny, Alexandra! Do you know
0: that song? I don't, but I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> both
1: guys listen to it. I think I'm going to have to uh, provide a link to that song as well. So thank you for that. So um just want to thank you both so much again for, for being here with us and having this important conversation and everything that you guys are doing, all your hard work to help the EOD community and the military community at large. You guys are really making a difference.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having us.
1: You're so welcome. You guys take care.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to our Behind the Warrior podcast. This series is provided to you by the EOD Warrior Foundation. To learn more, please visit us on Facebook or at EODWarriorFoundation.org. And don't forget to tell a friend.